Hello. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for um, inviting me to be a part of your podcast. So exciting. Great. So welcome to our today's podcast where we are actually talking about private flying and corporate flying. And I have my very special guest today, Helarin, on the other side. Uh, tell me, where are you at the moment? Um, I'm in Tbilisi, Georgia. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How did you end up being in there? So you're on duty at the moment, is that correct? Yes, I'm correctly, um, currently flying and uh, we are having a layover here, quite a long one. I believe we should be here for a week. And, um, and we ended up here because, well, not many countries at the moment are accepting, um, you know, private jets into the country. Yeah. We can just kind of pick up and drop pa passengers off. But for overnight, there are quite a limited countries that actually let us in and, and stay. All right. So do you, um, since this kind of situation is going on at the moment and not many, even private operations are actually not uh, flying at the moment. Uh, do you take like special measurements as well? Like, do you have, um, do you have any like crew coming in and spraying the aircraft or what's the deal for you? Like, how is it to work on board at the moment? Well, um, I have to say it's, it's, of course, it's quite intimidating putting yourself out there, but yeah. you know, we have modified our service and we're taking and doing everything with extreme cautious um, and, um, and of course, yes, every time we have passengers on board, we do a deep clean, the service, you know, we wear, um, depending on, of course, the passengers, how they wish, we wear a mask and gloves and um, just, you know, give a little bit of extra personal space and, and are extremely hygienic. Okay. Well, good to know because um, I don't really know um, many people who are flying during this time. So, are you um, are you quite busy at the moment, or or how how is it for you? Well, I have to say that at the moment it's definitely a bit uh, a bit less flying because of all the restrictions. Um, but I think it's it's gonna pick up soon as the countries ease their their rules and um, regulations so we hope that it's gonna pick up soon <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm pretty sure it's going to pick up soon because so many people are actually waiting they're waiting when they can fly and when all the borders are opening so i think many people are like now asking so what does um what does this girl Helarin? what does she do or where is she so tell me about yourself a little bit so um what kind of operation do you work for and uh, yeah, what's, um, yeah, what's your story actually? Tell me about yourself. Um, yes, yeah, so I actually work for a um, charter company, so I don't work for a private owner, mm -hmm. um, which means that, you know, we have customers um, all over the world, very different and um, and very different destinations we also fly around the world so wherever a passenger wants wants to go we take them there um so we've been even to the most you know deserted areas and isolated locations so it, it makes the operation quite exciting cool what's the most isolated or remote areas that comes to your mind like first first of all um I think we've been, well, all over, of course, Africa, all the tiny little countries. I've been to Burundi, Kigali, um, uh -huh. also. Right. Okay. <laughs> I need one, to check that out on the map. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, also, one of my most awesome mayors was actually in Bodo. It's uh, north of um, Norway, uh, really close to the Lofoten Islands. And that was one of really fun experiences. And, and of course, you know, our, our other colleagues have been also to, you know, such cool places. Wow, sounds fabulous. So, <laughs> great. Um, so, yeah, so what made you go to aviation? I know that um, it hasn't always been your dream. So what did you do uh, before when you started playing? Yes, so, well, first I started with university. I went to study public relations. Um, and already in my university times, I was really keen on traveling. So yeah. my first experience abroad was actually, uh, I went for an exchange year in Athens, Greece. Um, and it was, was really cool. We had such an active life. And I think it was my first experience really, you know, socializing in English and using the language so much and just being on my own and away from, from home where I grew up. Um, and as soon as I came back, <laughs> I already started planning my next trip. Okay, um, well done. <laughs> and uh, was really exciting because then I was told about this uh, program called Student Tour, um, which which enables you to travel around, get a job, and then live um, in the United States. I think mainly, but also there's Australia and New Zealand. But uh, my destination was Hawaii, so that was also um, very very exciting. Um, and <laughs> good, good. Hawaii, amazing. Oh, it was so beautiful there, very tropical and very different from Estonia, you know, where, where I grew up. <laughs> oh, it is very different. <laughs> However, Estonia is also, it has got its own benefits as well. So, yeah, Hawaii is no, amazing. Like, there's something good about every country. The more you travel, I guess, the more you learn to appreciate all little details, probably. Or, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's very true. The more you travel, the more you also appreciate your own home country because you, you just see all the little details that you maybe didn't appreciate as much before. <laughs> oh, that's so nice to know. That's so true, though. Right. So, what made you go to like? What made you decide to go um, um, to flying? So yes, I was actually visiting my uh, best friend in Dubai, and um, and she had a friend of her own. That was actually you, Lily. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who was this person? Okay. Tell me <laughs> <then."> <laughs> um, and I remember that day we were all on the beach, and I was uh, just going on about traveling and how I want to go there and there. And and then I remember you you just mentioned me that um, I think I'm I'm not sure if you then were working for Emirates or if you already were in private aviation. Um, but you mentioned me Emirates and, and you were just like, Hellerin, that sounds like, you know, the dream job for you. You get to travel the world, get paid for it, live in such an awesome and lively place like Dubai. Um, and well, at the time, it was still my first year in university. So I was kind of like, OK, let's see what's going to happen. I still need to finish university and stuff. But but it came my third year and I still remembered our conversation. I was like, ah, I have to give it a try. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. I, I almost forgot about this uh, conversation, but I'm so glad you remember all, all of it. So all right. So did you um, um, yeah, so your um, open day must have been quite successful because I remember you got in like 
you didn't fail any of the interviews you got in like uh, easily was it or how was it for you do you remember anything about your interview day or the open day they had in 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 Tallinn yes um i remember it was it was quite harsh because it was quite a lot of us that had come together i think well not you know compared to london or these bigger hubs but i think it was maybe like 75 of us and all the rounds they always cut out like half of the people so so they really knew who and and what you know they were looking in in from the people that they were looking to hire um and i just thank god because i had to do a lot of research i was reading a lot of blogs and um you know thank god for all the tips that i got to to prepare myself because i mean if if you kind of know you go, you go there and you don't have an idea then i think it's going to be uh a quite of a challenge you know to to make it through yeah okay uh so did you like um We yeah, have one more question about the interviews like did you do you know how many girls actually made out of 75 to Emirates at that time do you remember uh i'm i'm not quite sure but maybe around 10 maybe something like that okay so not many right all right so you yeah. went to Emirates and i think you didn't uh, as much as i know you didn't stay there for too long Yes, yeah, so it, it was a really cool experience traveling around but of course it was quite a bit of a um, um harder time in my personal life. So I decided to stay only for a year and um and then I just kind of decided to come back home and you know kind of seek out more of that routine life because of course you know in Emirates quite a lot of the flights are also night flights and it was quite of a struggle for me in the beginning. um so so i came back to estonia after that and i think i stayed for around 5 months looking for you know that kind of more stable job but of course after spending you know time away and and doing such a, it didn't really feel like working to be honest while i was with the with the airline it's kind of more like adventuring around the world <laughs> yeah you're right it's like a lifestyle it's hard to um it's it's hard to um step out like once you i know people say that once you start flying it becomes like a little bit like an addiction or it's something that you really enjoy does that apply to you as well or how would you describe that Oh definitely I agree I'm after just being involved with this kind of operation um I think you know it's all the little aspects and also the life and work balance and the time off you yeah. really start to appreciate it so it's quite hard to go back to something you know office office or something like that so yeah. it's it's very it's it's very rewarding I have to say Yeah so what is your rotation now you were mentioning about time off so how much time off do you would you normally get and how much do you like work what's your rotation like mm, so i have to say that it's it's probably very different in all the different you know uh, companies yeah. with with owners but for me it's uh, two weeks on and two weeks off so it's it's like a very nice little mix and balance of being on duty and 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 working and being on layovers and all of that and also having the time to yourself when you come back home and having to design your own day wake up and just kind of ask yourself what do i want to do today <laughs> because you're free you have no work that's amazing and um i know um you, when you went to um 
when you work when when you went to work for this private aviation or private aviation company that you, where you are now did you have any idea about it as well what's going on in there uh, or how did you get in there so so not really to be honest <laughs> i mean i just i was in estonia and i was like okay um you know private aviation firstly i didn't even think about it myself because i had only one year experience so so i have to say um i didn't believe that with that little experience i would be hired um so i was extremely lucky actually or you know just um worked out and uh so what i did i think i just started googling private um aviation companies online and just start uh, started sending out my um CVs to everywhere and um i mean it was it was quite difficult to be honest but but luckily yeah my company got back to me and, and invited me for for the um, uh, interview day that's great so um for people who are actually thinking about becoming um cabin crew in private company or corporate aviation do you, would you have any recommendations to them like for example about some coaching or asking for some advice or getting into some sort of training or courses would you recommend any of that from your experience or what's your Def- <laughs> yes I would definitely recommend it because well especially for me it was quite intimidating I you know with one year I was only in economy class and and I only did a few maybe business class flights so I really had no clue what I'm getting myself into um so, so you I help from someone as well or or you did it all by yourself to get into that uh uh, uh corporate aviation where you're working now No definitely um <laughs> Well, my my big major help of course was you Lilith. Um so thank God for that. <laughs> um so you what, know all the cover, cover letters and yeah. you know the the taking the pictures and there's just I think there's a lot to to kind of nail because you know the ones that um hire hire you and look the next cabin crew they know exactly what they're looking for and um you, you need to be prepared. So I think any kind of tips and know-hows is just you know beneficial right and you also you were saying something about your um your experience you were saying that you only had in in economy class um and business class together you had been flying for a year and you had girls over there who had different kind of experience and didn't get hired so would you say that um experience is the major thing they will um consider or there's other things as well that you you can actually go ahead and and give it a try um absolutely yes so um on my interview day um i think there was maybe like um 10 of us or more and yes there were girls that you know had 7 years of experience and 5 years of experience and they had been already supervisors and and pursers and and then there was me that I was like mm, you know little little mouse in the corner <laughs> but <laughs> no, I would I definitely say that you know experience isn't at all the case it's kind of like an old wives tale i would say that you know you have to have 3 to 5 years experience and this and that it's it's much more evolved now and i think that people they look 
you know, who you are as a person, what you bring to the table, your skills, your knowledge, your attitude, and, and all of that combined, you know, kind of shows if, if you're up for this, um, this kind of job um, in aviation or, or not. So I, I would definitely recommend to not get um, disencouraged by experience. Excellent. I, I absolutely agree with that. Um, so, for example, now you um, you you got a training from your company, right? You didn't you didn't go through any trainings prior um, joining this company where you work at the moment. Is that correct? Yes. So uh, my co- company provided us with a little two week. Um, kind of in- introduction and, and uh, tips and, and how the service goes. So I was quite quite lucky with that. Yeah. So for example, if um, I know there are quite a lot of um, companies who don't give you any sort of a training and they expect you to know anything. I mean, they expect you to know everything yourself. But would you, uh, like for example, if you had a choice or if you had a um, if somebody would offer you a job, would you consider um, going through some sort of training or training courses yourself in order to know how to prepare food on board or how to do silver service without having any trainings prior to that? Um, well, w- coming from economy class, I think I think definitely. Um, you know, it just so gives you such a confidence boost and. You know, when you know what you're doing, it makes a world of difference. So I think it's definitely beneficial um, and and provides a value. Excellent. Um, so what else? Like we've been talking about these trainings and being prepared and everything. But I know there's lo- like um, you go to like so many different kind of places and amazing areas in the world. Uh, what else is that? Um, that you really like about your job that um, maybe I haven't heard before because you've been doing it for about two years now is that correct um, yes yes yeah. coming up to two and a half now actually well done um, <laughs> thank well. you but um, I think it's it's you know as being a charter company it's the various customer profiles so it's quite you know every day is different it's quite challenging and, and you really have to uh, tailor your service and the experience to the customer needs. Um, so we get to have fun with that and, and really get to know our passenger once they, once they board. Um, so it's it's definitely very offers you quite amount of variety. And um, and yes, the crew, I really enjoy also being um, in charge of the cabin. You know, I love the Emirates kind of big team thing, but it's also very enjoyable and rewarding just kind of doing your own thing and being your own boss and just <laughs> feeling good. <laughs> Excellent. Um, great. So I know that at the moment you are not really flying too much because of this current situation, but what's your intake or what's your, um, what do you see? What's your prediction about the, the uh, corporate aviation um, once the borders are opening? Do you know if you've heard anything as well from from your company? Um, is it gonna go? Is it going to, you know, come back or is it gonna be quiet? Because I know some um, commercial companies have been, you know, bankrupt and not not many companies are flying at the moment. So what's your <laughs> what's your prediction on this? 
well, yes, first of all, definitely, it's such a shame, you know, and I really feel for for all the crew um, during these tough times because there have been numerous, numerous crew, um, you know, left without jobs. So, so that's a shame. But um, but I do predict that once you know the countries start to ease their restrictions, that it will pick up, and it, I'm pretty confident that it will pick up much stronger because you know people, I think more than anything, they now um, prefer to travel. You know even more safely and hygienically and and if they can and if they can afford to tra- travel private then I think this is the way the new way to go um, you know to to limit the contact and all of these things and and I think exactly so many people are trapped in countries and you know waiting to to start up businesses again and start commuting yeah. so so I think it's gonna pick up soon and and strong yeah, that's really good news. Um, um, is there something else you would like to share with us? Um, any like funny story that has happened to you recently? Or how is your life there in in, uh, in, in Georgia, like with this um, quarantine situation? <laughs> well, yes, it's, it's quite a bit of a lockdown, I have to say. Um, they, they eased the restrictions on the 11th of May for, for the residents here in Georgia, but for us crew, it's, it's very strict. Um, we are not to, we're not allowed to exit our rooms in the hotel, so we have to stay in and, you know, the breakfast is left behind the door and for us to be picked up and um, it's, it's no joke, it's, it's a proper quarantine here. <laughs> Um, so so let's say let's see hopefully you know we fly again and hopefully this this kind of pandemic situation starts to ease and calm down right well let's hope so for sure um well thank you so much Helen for being in the podcast I really appreciate your answers and I really enjoyed talking to you so I hope I will talk to you soon and let's see where you're gonna be next time when I'm gonna catch you Absolutely. Thank you so much again for inviting me and um, yeah, best of luck to you and hope to talk to you soon. Thanks. Talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye.